On this episode of The Blaze Talks, we sit down with BKR Raps as we talk about his latest project called Underground Residency. We chat about his process, creative drive, and also his motivation to record this project. We mention some of the Central Valley's most talented artists and producers, which BKR was able to work with during the process of making this album. This is a great way to support your local artists by listening in and sharing the podcast And don't forget to stream and listen to Underground Residency on all your streaming services. I want to welcome BKR. You know, this is the first time we're here, here face to face. Uh, We were able to do the Blaze Talks on remotely, uh, remote locations last time. But I definitely wanted to get you back and talk about this new album you got, Underground Residency. Hell yeah. First off, I just want to congratulate you on uh, on the album. Big, big... uh, I say a big turnaround when it comes to your sound. Mm. Um, didn't know what to expect, really, yeah. um, especially with the amount of songs that you had on this. Right. Um, right. Let me just ask you right, right off the bat: um, What was your process with uh, making this album? Um, it was the easily by far the most organic of all the albums I've done so far. Um, I kind of made a post talking about it a little bit but i'm glad i get to talk like actually talk about it now um so after i did dirty money clean hands i have been dropping albums pretty pretty regularly aside from like you know covid slowing everything down um work-wise i even dropped you know um you may have noticed 2020 and then uh dirty money clean hands 21 but after that i was kind of feeling i don't know burnt out a little bit sluggish i didn't really have much to to say I was just kind of living, seeing if anything happened. Um, personally, you know, just just kind of up and down. I wasn't on a. Uh, I was trying to get my footing after COVID too. We went a little bit backwards uh, financially, just to be completely honest. So I was trying to figure shit out, and then out of the blue, um, a producer that followed me called Six or Six Feet Under, he hit he hit me up and uh, just sent a message like, "Hey, you want to hear some beats that I made?" And I, I never even, I never even said hello. I don't even think we even said what's up to each other. Really, just kind of followed each other and seen each other online. Uh, I, to be honest with you, I haven't even met him in person to this day. Damn. <laughs> we, uh, he just sent me a pack, and uh, I was like out for a walk or some shit like that, and I threw it on, and I was like, damn. First, first song, first song I heard was the beat for title pending. Which is the la- uh, which is the last. ended up being the last track right. on this, and like immediately I was just like, oh, I could fuck this beat up. Like I don't even like I I haven't heard anything like this. He's got a cool ear. Like the first thing I noticed was, um, even if a beat wasn't really intricate, the the ear for the sample or how he EQ'd it or the drums he picked was unique. It's familiar but unique to that dude. And I was like, this is like refreshing in a really familiar way, I guess, um, if that makes sense. No, it does. I mean, you, you almost have to uh, find that an eclectic ear to really, uh, you have, you need someone to bring that out of you. To me, I think you really got it on this one, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So like he, he sent me a few tracks and I was like, yo, do you have, what else do you do? Like, what else do you do? There was a couple in that pack that I like. Uh, and then he would just send me a, every couple months, he would send me a few and I would just kind of write 
I was not really serious, but I, it, it, it drove me to start writing, you know? So over, over the course of like a year or so, I started basically writing this album. On it, it kind of wrote itself, I guess. So, uh, did you take a different approach to your writing uh, with this album than uh, previous uh, projects? Um, because I didn't really have a like when I first started it, I didn't really have like a topic to like go off of, or like I wasn't like I wasn't fucking like feeling myself. I wasn't ready to talk shit like that. Right. I was just kind of like you know I'm just gonna be honest. This is how I feel, and it ended up turning into a little bit of like a self love story about the town is what it evolved into as I was writing it. But originally, I was just like because I feel like I don't have anything to draw on. I'm just gonna be like hella honest, and that's how you get tracks like uh, Van Gogh and Affirmations and stuff like that. And, and when I when I listened to the album too, um, I, I heard that that prelude that you had on there, or um, you know that um, skit kind of thing that you were talking about, mm. um, talking about artistry and stuff like that around the town. Right. Um, that really uh, resonated with me a lot. Um, just hearing that, and also you, you using that throughout your um, kind of like layout for the album for the rollout. Yeah. You know, and um, I, I kind of I kind of thought that was interesting that you were using your material from the album uh, for you know your your kind of your your promo. Right. So, so the, um, the first the first single that dropped was actually a promo, but nobody knew that. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying. So so um, is there an artist that you kind of. Uh, maybe use that as a muse for this album uh maybe that helped you get that motivation and uh no i feel like yeah yeah a lot of times i'm listening to a lot of people and that influences where i'm at at the time but really when i started writing it i mean i was listening to music like and i wasn't like hella sad or depressed or anything okay. i just didn't have motivation to do this right I well, at the time with, with covid and sure, the, I had, unknown, the unknown and i had motivation to do other things but but when it came to music, I just didn't have it wasn't there, and I wasn't gonna force it, so I wasn't really doing anything. Yeah, it just started coming out, bro. I don't know. So when he sent you this pack, um, I, I know you said the, the title pending is the one that you kind of looked at first. Yeah, uh, track but, one. But some of the some of the other um, beats that I heard throughout the album, mm -hmm. um, you, there's a lot of samples in there. You know, mm -hmm. you sampled some some good classic songs on there, mm -hmm. um, especially with Drink Drink Like Me, <laughs> yeah. which is honestly, I, I already knew that was going to be one of my favorite <laughs> songs from you, uh, but I didn't know it was going to come out that fresh, dude. Um, Damn. And I, I, I mean, it when I when I uh, hear it, I I, I I could I couldn't really tell you what song it is, but when you <laughs> when you put it together, I, I really could could hear it and I, and make it your own. So tell me about the process of um, trying to put the album into its sequence. Um, how did you mm -hmm. choose uh, to put it in the order that you did? Yeah, that's one of my favorite things to do. I actually put a lot of thought into that on every album um, that I've done, and I just really it's just how how. Um, how I feel when I'm listening to it. That's all. Like if if uh, if I'm listening through and and if something doesn't sound right for some reason, it just doesn't sit right with me, and I just rearrange it until until it does. So I really can't explain it. Right. Other than that, it just feels good when so, I listen to it through. So were you able to listen it listen to it uh, before you really got it remastered and everything, so you could hear? all the different uh, tones that you had. Yeah, over and over and over and over again. Oh, so listen to it. So this, this was a process thing. Like, it didn't take you a, a, like a second or a, a day or whatnot. It took you a while for this to, to come about. 
Yeah, right. Yeah, totally. From when I first got the beats to writing it and then, you know, getting to finding somewhere to record it was a whole other a whole other thing. And then by the time we got that done, you know, yeah, listening to it. And sometimes like a lot of times when I'm when I'm writing the songs, I can almost hear an order. But I don't know until I know. I don't know until I hear it back to back, but I can almost feel like yeah, the vibe of this beat and then I I usually go I usually have a layout of like um a couple of maybe medium tempo things or slow tempo things and then it gets broken up by something either fast or slower. You know what I mean? Right. And I think that that like keeps the listener like really interested the whole time, so it's kind of laid out like that. The way it was the way I almost feel like it it's laid out is like the prelude and then there's like an intro track which mm-hmm. would be underground residency and then there's like that little talking piece and then the album begins almost mm-hmm. you know it was uh, almost like a conversation before before it started before it started yep. and that's how i got it to where it was like i have to make my point and then we get into conversation yeah. or almost into a you, you kind of have to tell you your shit you know you gotta, right. you gotta tell them what to expect <laughs> but then you almost go to a to a a, a a roller coaster almost like yeah. up and down and then it takes you into the title pending which is is your is your um your um the name of the clothing line clothing line yeah sorry or lifestyle brand yeah. lifestyle brand yeah so um with this album were you trying to put it under the umbrella with um title pending um i <clears throat> so me and jordan that we worked together on the, on title pending we were already working on that project um it for sure had the name already and then when i started writing this album well when i started writing that track it just it came out and at the end of it i was like i tied it together with that and i was like dude we can i'm gonna use this as promo i'm gonna cross promote Mm -hmm. with this shit but i ended up just kind of like wrapping it in there and and it was tight and then i ended up naming the song that because it didn't you know when you're writing you don't have a name for the track right so i was like boom 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 I uh, save a spot on my wall for y'all and then he was like I was like I'm calling it title pending and he's like what and I'm like you'll see when it comes out but it'll make <laughs> sense later well it, knowing you BKR you're you're a man of a lot of different cre- creativeness you know um, your hand goes out to fashion your hand goes out to art food everywhere you can think of uh, but seeing that you're you're putting this title pending into your raps and, mm-hmm. and, and really stating that you know this is what I'm claiming here. Right. Um, it really puts 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 it out for people to understand. Like this is who I am, BKR. And I felt like this is the album really put that out for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love your other work. Don't get me wrong, but, um, but I feel like whenever I hear a new BKR album or a project, I feel like it just gets to the, another grade. Damn. You know, like like. Um, I love. I, I need the music mm-hmm. was a classic, but at the same time, I felt this one right here push you pushes you up another pedestal mm, thank to you. to beat. You know, and, yeah. and I, I don't know if it's the the rawness of the sound. Yeah, you know, which I was not. I wasn't. Gonna, I was going to say it was a chance that you took. <laughs> yeah. You know, a good chance. Right. And, and, and I think the for an artist like yourself, you understand those kinds of chances. You know. Yeah. So do you think? With this album, you took a big chance for people here in the city to really gravitate towards the sound, or do you think uh, this is gonna actually go well and, and and feed the masses? Yeah, let me try to explain that feeling. 
a lot of the shit I do is just based on how I feel. Um, some of it's cal- like I guess it's like educated guess, but some of it just doesn't feel good. So while we were recording it, well, I guess I'll go back and we'll talk about how I got to recording with Green Giant afterwards. But like while we were recording it, we didn't have a it, it kind of on purpose wasn't nice shit and it wasn't in a nice studio and um it just sounded like it sounded and I was just like, "You know what? Does at the end of the day like when I'm eating like sometimes you're eating something you're like, "Oh, this could use this, this could use that or I wish they did that different, but at the end of the day, does it taste good or not?" Right, right. So I was like just doing it and I was like, does this sound cool or not? Yeah, it sounds cool. Well then fuck it. I don't really fucking care what anybody says after this. Does it sound cool? We both think it sounds cool. Me and Green Giant, we both trust our intuition. Fuck it. And I I immediately, once you dropped the the, um, leading song, um, Underground Residency, which is, you know, self-titled. I even even told you, I said it was almost disturbing. The the sound just... It's nothing like I, I would expect from you. Sample heavy, usually. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like with this one, it almost made you have to listen to through it. Right. Because um, it's not catchy. It's not it's not something that you're gonna bounce to. It's not you know, it's it's that raw form of artistry that I feel like it, it, it just has BKR written all over, which you have to be in it. You know, you have to immerse yeah. yourself into the song. Yeah. So making this song with uh, Green Giant, let me ask you um, about the recording process that you guys had. Um, what kind of new techniques did you maybe use towards the sound? And, yeah. and what, what other ways did you uh, try to blossom your sound uh, to make it something on its own rather than go back to maybe older you know sounds that you were used to? Yeah, so I guess I could. So, so all the stuff I recorded to prior to this was done with uh, Pop Jensen at the Green Room, right? Which was a very nice spot. Like the equipment was amazing. His ear is incredible. Um, his attention to detail with mixing and mastering was crazy. Um, like Dirty Money, Clean Hands, the sound, the crispness, the way he mixed everything was fucking dope. Those in the positives, right? On the other hand, we did a lot of like, <clears throat> we were real sticklers at the time. Like shit needs to be pronunciation, pronunciation and enunciation. Shit needs to be exactly that, 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 Everything's got to be perfect, which kind of lended itself to sometimes for me listening back, not comfortable, a little bit robotic. And even sometimes when you're rapping on a beat that maybe is a little loose, I sound offbeat, but I'm because I'm trying so hard to be quote unquote like perfect, right? Um, and that's how he was. He's much, he was more strict in the studio, um, which which kind of led me a little bit artistically to stay in my lane. Um, so when I wasn't able to record there anymore, um, and I was looking for somebody, I really wanted to go somewhere more comfortable because I knew I was writing some things that were different for me. I knew I was gonna be singing a little bit, mm-hmm. um, which is not my strong point, but I can I could figure it out. Um, I knew I was writing songs with different kind of content that might be a little difficult or uncomfortable to fucking to perform in front of somebody. Right. Maybe if I don't know you, or um, you know, if you have your own opinions that I don't think will work with me. It's because like when you're when you're an artist, sometimes you're 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 vulnerable in those positions. So if somebody could say one thing, it could change your whole, and it'll change your whole mood, yeah. and it'll fuck the session up. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I know I was touching on a certain things during this that maybe would make me uncomfortable, self-conscious or whatever. So I was just thinking, I was weighing out everybody like, ah, I know this guy's got a home studio. I knew I didn't want to do it in another nice, crisp sounding place. Right. I just kind of wanted it to be what it was. And then finally kept going back to, to this, the way that Green Giant made me sound on a feature I did on his song. So I did a feature with him on the Love Seats album. And he mixed that. We sent him the raw vocal and he mixed it. And I remember thinking like, man, we've never mixed my vocals like this before. It sounds tight. Like, I don't know what he did, but it sounds tight. He's got a cool ear. And I knew he had a little home studio set up. And then I hit him up about it. And he's like, yeah, like 100%. I'm down to help. I'm always down to help people out. Just come through. And I was like, "Uh, just so you know, like, I got all the beats already. I just... I need you to just help me record because he makes beats. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> like, I see. I saw where the, the hey, trouble could come into right there. Look, I need to use you, and you just got to help me out, basically. But he was—I mean, not like that, because you know we're helping each other out. Now, yeah. if he needs anything ever, bro, I got him right. for sure, hundred percent. But I go. He's got a little, basically, walk-in closet with the mic set up in there in front of a wall of records, top to bottom. It's tight. Just all of his records because he's a DJ too. <laughs> he's a DJ first, you know, and then he makes beats. But uh, wall, wall of records, got the mic set up in front of there. His entire, like this dining room we're in right here, his entire dining room. He's he's a bachelor, so he could do this it's kind of studio. shit. <laughs> he's got the fucking dinner table against the wall and all the studio equipment all right there. Oh, on the back wall behind me would be uh, his piano. And then on the side, like in the side room right here would would be where his like walk-in closet is. Uh, Crazy. Yeah, dope, right? Yeah. Uh, so he just had like a mic, you know, not very flashy. Just went in there and started recording. And he's like, our, like our kind of our whole ethos was like, if it sounds good, fuck it. So like I'm used to like getting everything perfect every time. And sometimes I would be rapping and then... I would do it, finish something, and I'd be like, ah, how'd that sound? Maybe we could do it again this way, this way. He'd be like, nah, that was it, that was it. I'd be like, what? He'd say something to the effect of like, you could try it again, but you're not going to capture that feeling again. That, that you had right there. You got it. On this tape. Yeah. And sometimes, he, most of the time, he'd be right. Like, it took me a while to get used to that, because I'm used to doing it until I thought in my head, that's quote unquote perfect, Right. But I already know now, sometimes that's not the best thing to do. Right. So going into this, I knew I wanted to make it a little more conversational. I wanted to do the delivery a little bit different. That's another story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, in order to make things conversational, just from songwriting and knowing how to do this type of thing, if you wanted something to sound more conversational, here's a little tip. You got to lag a little bit behind the beat but your words still got a punch on the snare. Mm. Okay, so that's how you, you get a lot of that West Coast, the, a lot of the West Coast guys that sound real conversational, they're almost lagging a little behind the beat and then the the keywords hit on, on the snare. Like, if you rap, you'll figure it out. So that was something I wasn't allowed to do before, right? So that was the first thing we did and uh, that made things a lot more comfortable because it was like, I'm just talking to you. Right. I'm so used to being on beat already. That's not really what I'm focused on. Now I'm just focusing on talking to you. 
Um, so cool lesson he taught me was like, if it's if you got it right, it's fucking done. Mm-hmm. So there's a song where we did both verses in one take. And that was on the... We did uh, actually uh, uh, going up. Both of those verses, each individual takes, but first try, both knocked them out. Second song we recorded. Now, now, if you were working with, you know, Pop Jackson before, how long, how many takes would you have done with him? I mean, countless, countless, count never once, never one take. Right. And then there would be another take just in case. And then we always did two dubs uh, or two uh, ad lib tracks and however long that took to get to get on uh, but green giant didn't really give a fuck about ad libs so like he would just let me do them because i like i like doing them it's part of my style i feel like having the little ad libs in there um but yeah it was, it was fucking crazy man it was like somebody that you trusted so much with having an ear um it's almost like you're doing something wrong right when like you you just feel like you're so natural at doing perfect right and then all of a sudden you're doing something else now you feel like am i doing this right yeah you know kind of questioning yourself but he's really there to reassure me which was dope so he'd be like yeah this no you're good man that shit was that was it like by all means i'm just hitting here i'll hit record again but i'm telling you right now i think that was that was the take that's shit like that. That's a whole three. That's a one eighty turn from different right. styles of, different, of recording. Totally know? different people. Yeah. Totally different people. And like sometimes, sometimes I would challenge it because I knew I could do it better, and it would be more of a performance thing. Because he would still like the vibe of that take, but I would know like I didn't say this word and this word right, bro. I just got to do it again. Right. Um, and those are like technical things, but most of the time we we just we were on the same page. And uh, most of it was just kind of like, does that sound good? Fuck it. And it did. I mean, throughout the album, I have to say, even with the rawness of it, I think it, it really came out very well. Um, the song, the songs, the amount of songs, mm-hmm. what made you choose, you know, I'm not going to say you usually choose more songs, uh-huh. uh, but um, this seems like a, a smaller package mm-hmm. uh, from a BKR standpoint, I would say. Um, knowing that you know you have done series, right? Album um, EPs, um, certain other EPs too that I feel like maybe I'm you may notice, myself. yeah, yeah. You that one right there, I felt like the songs were a lot longer, mm-hmm. um, but the album, but was the short. album was short, right? But this one, I feel like they were all in that sweet spot of the like, songs are all short, two two to three minutes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, which to me is. I think it's really good listening. Yeah. Because you don't have to force yourself to listen to different tone, different things. The rest of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you can get to, into the, the meat of what you want to listen to. Yeah. Um, but- I wish there was more to explain there other than the fact that when I thought the song was done, it was just fucking done. Like, that was it, dude. Like, so I didn't you wrote have a the lot. Verse? I would write it. And if, if I thought I needed another verse, I would do it. If I didn't. Then it was done. <laughs> right. That, 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 it's incredible, dude, because talking to you about the other albums, you know, or even going to, to the studio with you and seeing yeah. your kind of, the way that you put it together, I feel like it goes on and on, you know, like yeah. the process. Right. This was more, uh, it was more just like, I had this, at first it just started out with nothing, then it became a little bit of something and a, and a seed planted with this whole concept of, 
um, relating everything back to Fresno. Um, so and to answer your question about the length of the, the amount of tracks, it, it came down to how long can I stay on topic? You know, how long can I stay on topic? Because I really, uh, I really, uh, wanted to keep the, keep the same, same topic going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the amount of tracks just came to, came down to like, how long could I stay on topic? Cause I wrote a couple other tracks well, I started writing a couple other tracks to some other beats that were also fucking dope. But I wrote songs that didn't have not one mention of anything alluding to Fresno. And every single song on this album mentions something about the town. So when I when I basically got to a point where I couldn't write, write about it anymore, couldn't stay on topic anymore, then it was fucking done. Let me ask you about the Fresno scene at, at, at whole. You've been a part of it for a long time now. Mm-hmm. Do you, the, 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 the sound will stick. So from the time I, I finished Dirty Money Clean Hands to the time I started this, I kept asking everybody, like, does Fresno have a, what does Fresno sound like? I would ask everybody. I'd ask people that didn't make music, people that make music, like, what does this sound like to you? Like, who whose music, what, what the fuck does Fresno sound like? Mm-hmm. So that was kind of my goal was, I don't know if it was a, it was an underlying goal, maybe a secret goal to try to make a Fresno sound, quote unquote, because we influence a lot of outside and we borrow from a lot of outside. So um, I don't know if this sound is going to stick with Fresno. I think if people start fucking with six, it will. Mm-hmm. I think if people start making stuff that sounds like what he's doing, it will. Um, so much of Fresno artists, they use a lot of. Uh, they borrow a lot of sounds from outside. You know, a lot of people are Bay doing. Area. They're doing what's popular. LA. Lots of Bay Area, lots of uh, trap shit right now, which is good. It gets it gets you noticed. It gets you on the same playlists, mm-hmm. but that's not what we sound like. I mean, I, when I go outside during summertime, it's not what it feels like. But you're also not a playlist artist. I I would have to say that. Like you you, you don't belong on a playlist. You belong on your album. You know, you make right. you make you make the album, not a song. Yeah, that's totally. how I see you as an artist. Though. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'm not there for that, that type of shit. So when it comes to, like, I would say the the, the Fresno sound, and and I say this vaguely, but I feel like when I when I hear your music, it's a lot different than any other artist here in Fresno. Uh-huh. That's why I ask if the sound would stick. Because right. would, would people understand mm-hmm. what you're trying to promote, what you're trying to um, get people to gravitate towards? Right. I um, don't know. I was thinking about that the other day. I I feel like I'm always a couple years too early. That's what I think too. Because, it's and it's about two years, right? It's like the sweet spot. Because every time I'll post an old track or an old video, people will be like, all over it and I'll and I'll be like what has been out for two years <laughs> like literally I, I posted that uh the foolproof video and I got so I got more likes probably than I did when I dropped it mm-hmm. in 2020 it's 2023 now so crazy dude how time flies like that because I, I still think of clean money you know uh, 
Clean Money, yeah, Dirty, Dirty Hands. Yeah. yeah, I still think of that, and I still feel like that's still sticking today. Mm-hmm. Like to me, I, I still feel like you could have put that on this album, and it still would be. Yeah, it might. What it is right now, it might you know. Get it to catch on this summer, maybe we'll see. <clears throat> but this uh, this new album, you have a whole different type of array of style. To me, just. Who are you working with? Who have you worked with in the past? Mm-hmm. And seeing that you're working with new people that you haven't met. Right, right. Taking chances. Yeah. It's a big push, dude. Yeah. Big push for an artist, especially in Fresno, to really make that kind of noise with the new people coming around. Yeah. So I have to really say, man, this is something that I was really excited about to really put on the podcast, Dope. to really also listen to and have other people listen to. Yeah. And the way that you've been promoing your album, I think I was more impressed by that. Mm. Seeing that you're taking the chance to do that yeah. with this album. Right, right, what, right. What made you want to do that with this one? Um, Just, I don't know, man. Trying to, uh, trying to make a better effort towards doing that. I think the internet's moved differently. It moves differently all the time. So you got to know when to strike where, you know, put some resources where you can and shit like that. I know where I'm at. I don't have, like, the budget to do a huge rollout, so I got to do what I can. You know, like, uh, our boy Nam, he she shot all the video for the promo. Uh, he shot the video for the promo. He also shot uh, the video for the live Underground Residency set. Uh, he shot and edited that. Bro, he's just helping me out. So I gotta, we're trying to like, yeah, just work together, man. Yeah, friends helping friends and shit. And, and it's great to see that Nam, you know, he's always been a part of your journey. Yeah. Uh, I, I know him from, you know, him working your boots and all that. But yeah. now doing the camera work is kind of crazy too. Is You know, it, you kind of bring people with you along mm. with that experiment that you're you're trying to, trying to find uh, success with, you know? Right, yeah. And, and seeing that six or... Giant, you know, mm-hmm. you now have an open platform for everybody. You you want to come shoot my video? I gotta have you come shoot my video. Yeah. You want to come produce my work? Come produce my work. Yeah. I mean, to me is with someone like you, you have you have layers. You're an onion when it comes to the music. <laughs> to the music. Um, and and I I feel like this one when you said um, you know your process was really about um, live performance, I I feel like this one is gonna go crazy, dude. Mm. Um, I think the beats are just just that simple, not not simple in, in in the way that you know they're not good, but I'm saying simple meaning they're easy on the ear. Mm-hmm. You don't have to you don't you don't need a hard bass or or an 808 or something like that to yeah. really. Um, attract your ear, yeah, and it goes well with your cadence as well. And I have to say, he did very well on the vocals, like you said. Mm-hmm. He, uh, the way that I hear, like I said, drink like me, or even the underground uh, residency, just just the grit that you have, that grind in your voice, it, yeah. it really goes a long way. Yeah, and, yeah, we were going for that too, and the way it's mixed is is intentional too. Like I wanted to, I wanted to sit the vocals in the beat. Um, I started listening to a lot of a lot of newer the way newer shit's being mixed, and I started hearing like the vocals just like screaming loud on a lot of new music. It just seems like it, that's the trend right now. I don't know. There's always a reason for it. You know, they're mixing it probably to a particular the most popular set of headphones or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, 
but I remember I really liked that uh, a couple years ago J. Cole's album and uh, I, after a while I was listening to it next to some other shit and I was like man that fucking vocal is hella loud but people lo- like that sound so whenever somebody zigs I'm gonna try to zag um, the beats shine better um, the vocal sounds dirtier um, it covers up some of the imperfections of the the lesser like expensive equipment that we were using. Right. Um, but it adds to that that feel on purpose. Yeah. Because um, Fresno's a grimy ass place, dude. It's, it's, it it goes well with the theme. You know what I mean? Underground yeah. residency, the name of it, right? The feel of it, um, just the way you you put. The, the listener into where you're from mm-hmm. and speaking on that what, what do you think about being a fresno artist do you think it's a bad thing for yourself or do you think that could actually help you um i mean i have hopes that it will help me if i can get everybody together or enough people together to start supporting each other then ultimately that helps me um Everybody says you can go like like it's so easy. You just go out of town and you'll come back famous. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you study the business, it takes a lot, right? But, you know, right now I'm not I'm not rich or famous either way, so I might as well just try to do be it. down with the town. Yeah. Try to get everybody together, do something good with my with my talents. Uh, that's where I'm at right now, dude. I don't think I don't think I'll ever be at you know that grand of a stage especially if i'm more concerned with everybody else being uh brought along too right uh but to answer the question like ultimately if yeah if i can get everybody on board with helping each other then it helps me out and being a fresno artist i mean it it must be a tough 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 um i'm not gonna say tough act it, it to me it just it, it must be tough to really put everything that you want into it and then the city not come behind you or get your back on, on the other end like you put this music out for us to to listen to mm-hmm. and you know of course i'm a fan yeah. i'm a big fan but it's the other person it's the people that are listening to the podcast how do we get them to listen to the music right and to me you did it the right way you dropped the promo you drop the video, and then now you're doing everything that you can to to promote whatever you have. Mm-hmm. Now, do you see yourself doing any live music coming up in the next month or so? Um, I'm trying to work towards that too. Uh, time time's been t- hard. I'm uh, having the extra time is really what's holding me back with everything else I have going on. So getting the music out was like step one. Then my goal was to have a big fucking album release party. I had the location locked in already. But uh, being that I wanted to be free to the public, it was a too big of an undertaking for me to do financially solo. So I'll have to push that, postpone that a little bit further back until I can figure out how I can make that happen because I still want to make it free and I still want to make it huge. Right. Um, so it leads me to like find another avenue to, to get a live show in. Yeah, but I do want I do want to, yeah. And I, I, I like I keep telling you, I hear this live. Yeah, because I, I, I I'm a baker. I, I don't know. I just the vocals to me when you're live are a lot different, and I feel like it matches this sound. 
Mm-hmm. You know, almost to the to to the to the to your cadence, to the way that you carry your notes and everything. And when you said you're not good at singing, I have to say, tell you otherwise because <laughs> I know you are a lead, you were a lead singer for a band. Hey, um, that's different. But you still were singing. Yeah. So I, that's that's why I I really want to just I I just know this album live people to listen to it. They're gonna get squared into it, bro. Mm. And you always put that good live performance on it. Thank you. I think for the next one, this is going to be that elevation <laughs> right here. Yeah. I, honestly, this is probably my favorite stuff from you. I love that, man. I thank you. Because I, 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 I love the rawness of it. I love I love feeling like I could have been there, mm-hmm. listening to you right there. I, and I have done that before. Right. But also just the 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 freedom that you had on this album yeah but like i wish i could have been there to, to hear it because it's like one of those in the moment feelings that you get even listening to it yeah um it's like an in the moment feeling where it's like you don't have to replay it back to back to back over again you give it a little rest put it back on mm-hmm. then you get something new from it and that's what i've been doing uh this whole week I've been, I've been, I, and that's what took me some time to really get to you and be like, oh, I like the album, whatever. Because <laughs> usually I'm able to listen to it and be like, okay, I like it. Yeah, you're always on it. But this one, <laughs> dude, I literally listened to it four, three or four times, and I had to really feel like, what is my favorite song on this album? Damn, you know what I'm saying? And, and it, it wasn't against you, but it, it's against the. Oh, wow, that's cool. The, bro. the process, I feel like that you finally decided to make i think that's that's even that's even better to have to that you're that you're taking the time and 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 sitting with it for a while uh it's awesome when people come up to me and and they have more with this one than other projects but they're like yeah i already got my favorite songs these are my jams blah 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 and i'm like that's fucking tight (laughs) first of all but secondly i'm like man i put a lot of work into the whole thing right um you might find something that you would like in the, but I can't say all that shit. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but, but like, but like to me, I think it's just the the way that the, the amount of songs that you put on there. It was yeah. a perfect, a perfect like balance of it where, you know, it's not front heavy. It's not you're not you don't have to wait too long for a good hit or or something to hit. You yeah. know, yeah. which is. Is really rare these days where you have to listen to some people drop 22 song albums and you're like, dude, this could have been only a 12 song album and it would have been hitting a lot more. Right. You know, and, and this sometimes that, that shouldn't even come out. You just needed to check. These motherfuckers just put shit out because they need the check. The check. It's crazy. And, and, but but see, when I, when I hear your music, I feel like you put it out there because this is what I would feel mm-hmm. I would listen to. Mm-hmm. You know, you put yourself in my position of listening. Okay. So it, it's almost like uh, we both have this kind of communication yeah. of, of... You mean you personally? Me, oh, yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> me, I would have to say with people that listen to music okay. like me. That's what I was wondering. You know, uh, people that listen to music like me. I, I, I'm a person where I take my time, you know? Yeah. Like, I can't just sit there and be like, oh, this is what BKR is all about. Right. You know, and... and I couldn't judge you off if I only judge you off this one. I would have to say the other ones don't matter. Yeah, I, I, I would have to say that. But I've yeah. known you for so long, dude. That I know your whole catalog has what it takes. But I feel like people that 
maybe have gotten to know you recently, maybe haven't heard you since Yeah, for them, COVID the or other, the none of that shit matters for yeah. them. Yeah, I agree. I don't know why that's how I felt when I was making this, too. Um, a lot of how I felt when I was making this was like, aside from Dirty Money, Clean Hands, that one's, I, I love that one. Uh, but a lot of it was like, yeah, man, you know what? F- f- this is what it is now. Fuck that other shit. But that's not fair either. Does it, I, I love those things. When I go back and listen to it, I, I still love it. But that's how I felt. So that's crazy that you said that. But but it's but it's the time, like you said, the timing of it now. We're now in 2023 mm-hmm. where we were at a hiatus of recording music. Right. You probably were at a standstill for a while, understanding where do we go from here? Yeah. What's it going to look like? Who's How we do performances? Well, all that type of shit. But now you put it all in the one package. You put your show, you put your live music, you put real... You're trying to get me on that stage ASAP. That, oh, why not? I mean, you hear it here first at the Blade Podcast. I'm trying to get Baker. Right now, we're going to perform right here, right now. Not as much. down. Let's do it. But, 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 that, but that's, just, that's just what I get from the album. Hearing it. I probably had to listen to it about six times already. Okay. Um, and usually your other stuff, probably three or two. And you have you have a solid foundation or whatever. All right. And now I feel this is the way to go, dude. This, yeah. this rawness that you have, the beats that I mean, that still rock with other producers. Don't yeah, get me sure. wrong, you know. But the the way that you kind of took the chance, dude. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's what I'm more in awe of and 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 favorably giving you the props for. Thank you. You know. Yeah. Um, so the delivery is different on this right and i was rapping before more with uh what people would call like more energy right high energy more what people would probably say like inflection i don't know right you you agree with what i'm saying yeah um i was like in my fucking i thought i was in my bag after fucking um Dirty Money Clean Hands, I was like, yeah, that was dope. Then I went on and we did that. Uh, remember we did the cypher with the cypher effect? Wix, yes. Wix did the Fresno Edition cypher effect, which I already knew I was working on this album. And I was like, oh, this is great promo for me. Because <laughs> I'm already working on a Fresno thing to be part of this Fresno thing. Um, and I did that and I felt like that wasn't, re- my verse wasn't received Personally, I thought that shit was tight, and I feel like it wasn't received that way in the way people reacted to it. And I was like, that's weird. And then I'll, when I don't have, this is a secret too, when I don't have a lot of shit to talk about, I'll just start rapping on, on my posts. And I was doing that on TikTok for a while. Um, and then some dude I'd never even heard before, I wasn't even following so me, crazy. just watched one of my freestyle videos, <laughs> and he was like, Hey, you could rap, my boy, but you got to chill out with that high-pitched shit. <laughs> and I was mad. I was like, man, fuck this fool. I'm fucking, you heard the last album? Fuck that shit. And then I thought about it, and I thought back, and I thought back to all the other things, right? Like, I was really doing that high-energy shit on that cypher. I was really doing that on Dirty Money, Clean Hands, more than the other things. So what I thought I was doing was bringing energy and being dynamic, when I looked at it from a listener standpoint and from a producer standpoint, like when I'm mixing, when I'm 
have mixed previously or when I make beats previously, um, I like to, to do like si subtractive dynamics. So like instead of when I want something to sound, sometimes when I want something to sound like it has more energy, sometimes instead of adding something louder, I'll make the stuff leading up to it quieter. Right. So I was like, well, what if I just bring it all down a notch and then when I want something to sound more exciting, I'll just touch it back up a little bit. And then I I started trying to deliver more like I did with high fashion on Dirty Money Clean Hands. And then I was like, I can talk. I can make this sound more conversational now. Because it sounds like I'm just talking to you. Yeah. Um, and then when I want to get dynamic, I'm not yelling at you anymore. I'm just kind of like being talking a little louder. And it still sounds exciting. Yeah. That's that's how I got here. Yeah. That's crazy, dude. Somebody talking shit on Pin, the internet. Pinpoint that. But <laughs> it it takes you to get out of your out of your pocket though too. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. Sometimes the fucking ego is just crazy, bro. Like flawlessly you you could say that, man, I could from pen from pen to performance, mm -hmm. you could you could you could do it all. Right. You could do it all. I'll just say that. But it takes a real artist to really step back mm -hmm. and understand, man. These are niches that I can really change and, and, and use as a pawn. Yeah. And, and play this right. position. Yeah, because I was always like, I, I pride myself and I take a lot of time and I've took a lot of time my entire career of writing or learning, being a student of this shit and, and having as many tools in my tool belt as possible. So like there's lots of tricks with cadences and, and delivery and all that types of stuff that I that I've figured out over the years um and i think that this what i'm doing right now allows me to take really really difficult things and make them sound like they're coming across really easily um yeah because some of this i would some of these verses like i think most people i mean maybe just maybe that's talking shit but a lot of people would have a difficult time saying them yeah yeah but but um Say them, but also trying to keep your also BKR moniker. Right. You know, keep keeping yourself. This is who I am, my artistry. You're not going to see me go too far from it, mm -hmm. but I am going to still take these chances. And, yeah. and, and, and um, I can't go too far away from it because nobody sounds like me. And that's what, see, this is why I, I, I put if you. If I went too far away from it, I would sound like somebody else. And that's why I put you on that juggernaut. <laughs> label right there because to me to be one on one in a Fresno scene full of half 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 of certain styles mm -hmm. you have this style that you've been stuck with that I'm not going to say you're stuck with but I'm going to say that you you've you've it's a blessing and a curse for sure exactly yeah I mean I'm stuck with this because this is what I'm comfortable with and I like it but it, it doesn't uh it doesn't relate to a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, but 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 also, the, but taking the chances—that's what I'm. What I think of the most yeah. is somebody that I get has, what you're saying. You're saying like, not only do I have the tools, I'm I'm choosing to use, use them. Yeah, you're using, but also trying to learn other things oh, about. Oh, one hundred percent. You know? Yeah. And, and it, I don't know. I don't know how to say uh, like to to put it on easy ways of saying it. Other than you have to love what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And that's what I hear about this album, the creativity about it. Um, and just all around, just great sound, dude. Thank um, you. 
I want to know just how, how difficult was it to record this one compared to your other li- long list of uh, EPs and albums. It's funny, like, this one felt like a follow-up to um, I Need the Music to me. <laughs> That's what I thought too, dude. Like, I don't know why... <laughs> It related so much back to that. Dirty Money, Clean Hands felt like a follow-up to Bad Barbarian. but Wow. And Bad Barbarian is your first yeah, EP. Yeah. Um, to that album because I talk so much, uh, you know, I talk so honestly about personal life stuff and my daily type stuff like I did in that album for a lot of that album. And um, touched on political things, um, touched on local things, um, just like I did on that album. So it felt a lot like that to record it. Um, I feel more comfortable as a man now talking about those things. So it was it wasn't as hard as it was recording previous things uh, similar to to this. So like you know, like I like I said earlier, like the fucking. Um, uh, Van Gogh affirmations. Both of those have lots of real, at least at the time, those were real things. Um, you could listen to that and find and find a lot of stuff in there. And I try to add a lot of da- like Fresno shit in the rest of it. So like difficulty, it wasn't really difficult, uh, uncomfortable I might say, and unfamiliar when I was doing it. Because it was different territory, and it was, uh, after a while, it became like a um, concept album. Right. So that was a little out of, out of, out of the norm, too. Um, part of the way I, I, wanted, I really wanted to use Fresno shit was when we all listened to, like, L.A. music growing up, and we would all listen to fucking, you'd hear it, comp, dun, comp, and they would talk about street names, they would talk about the neighborhoods, they would talk about people that they saw, and... Places they visited. Places they visited. We never fucking been there. Right. Or maybe some of us have, but a large majority of people around the world never been to these places. Yeah. They just talked about them because they thought it was cool. That's what they saw every day. So I was like, that's what I'm going to do. Fuck that. I don't care if you don't think it's cool. This is what I do. Yeah. This is what it's like to be here. Um, that was that was the thing I took inspiration from was those rappers just talking about their neighbor. And the East Coast does a lot too with the different boroughs that they're from and people that they see and things that they do. And I was like, why why do we always like leave out the details? Yeah, we have such great things around here too. Just because you think those people haven't seen it, well, we never fucking been to those neighborhoods yeah, either. So real, man. And nobody wants to go to those neighborhoods. Like, sure. I'm just saying. Like, well, large, <laughs> most majority of the listeners, they they don't. They just like listening to your reality. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and when, you, when you talk about your reality here, especially in Fresno, um, do you feel like, do you feel like it's going to, it's going to change? Do you feel like people are going to start supporting our own? I don't know, have man. You seen, have you seen that wave? I, I feel like I've seen that wave now. Yeah. Where I, it's starting to it, blossom into yeah, that. For sure. I want to be optimistic and say, hell yeah. If I go off of my track record, maybe in two years. I see that. <laughs> I see that. But it's always uh, that way. So, so hopefully year, I inspire uh, somebody that can't. So hopefully I inspire somebody after this that can reap the benefits of what I'm doing now. I don't think I'm. I honestly don't believe I'm going to be personally like 
anointed the chosen one and shot to the top but i hope everybody after this fucking points at me afterwards and it was like that shit was dope just like parking so the spark Mm-hmm. Just the spark to ch- to, to to create change, mm-hmm. and I, I think for you it's to create the that artistry and being vulnerable is okay. Mm-hmm. Being where you are in the position you are, right? Whether it be in life, in the rap game, in whatever it is, to overcome it and to put your art at your forefront mm-hmm. and put it at the best of your ability to to promote it. I think that's what you give people hope for. Yeah, I think I think for the people that feel like their voice isn't going to be heard, but being able to put that hard work that you have put in there. I mean, you you already have a catalog that is. When I first met you, it was small. Yeah, and then now sure. we're talking about your catalog. It, when you first met me, it didn't exist. It didn't exist. It, exactly. Well, you were still not it, as not as Baker. Not as Baker yet, mm-hmm. but you still had that thought that hey, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm talking about. That's the, that's the change that you've already made. Mm-hmm. Is that now people can see what you've done and say, "Be like, you know what? All I have to do is do my the work, get in the studio, start recording some music, and make sure you do it the right way. Mm-hmm. Make sure you do it with the people that you are respecting. You know, uh, yeah. I know you have a producer like AM3. Mm-hmm. Um, Shoot, shout everybody out, bro. Um, well, they, they, so, uh, <laughs> what, who, who else do we have? Fucking, uh, we got Mixin. Um, shit, who else we got out there, producer-wise? Green mm-hmm. Giant. Um, K-Pizzle. K-Pizzle is one of the... <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, for most Beats. Sheesh. And those are heavies right there. People that, I mean, come on now. Like, come on. Come on now. I mean, I'm, I'm just. Jukebox. I'm just saying just the amount. Can you imagine having, like, do like Jukebox, Pizzle, um, Most Beats, ba- fucking Beat Battle, the world? <laughs> like, who are you going to put again? Put those guys in one studio. Let Fresno have one or two. Three, uh, three records from each producer. You know what I'm saying, like a yeah. factory, right? But at the same time, I kind of like the way that you, you kind of roll out your music. Yeah, though. like but it's, I'm, it's not a factory. So like know, that's a, that's a small look at the inspiration behind why I chose to do this because you could look at any um, niche like sector of of different things in Fresno right now, and you could find that caliber of person doing that level of thing and so after a while you just gotta if nobody's gonna look at you you gotta start talking your fucking shit so like if i know that you could go to a restaurant and get food just as good as you can go anywhere else and get there's always outliers and there's always great things everywhere else right okay but on a on a large average you got like you were just talking about these beat makers fucking throw them against damn near anybody like the same thing with these chefs we got in town the same things with um people making clothing out here right same thing with people yes of course cool bars that we got going on some of this stuff is young but it's fucking there yeah and if anybody wanted to come test the temperature there would be something there for you and this is the first time where I, i feel comfortable just being like yeah come Try it out. 
take a taste, take your test, take, take a, a taste of a what sample. we got going on. Yeah, and I feel that, dude. I, and I feel it with just I, honestly, this year's drops already from the music scene, right? We've had some great, some great albums, and I'll I'll say it's it starts with Fee, Fee, yep. Then we got TA, T. we got T. you, yep. Oh, this is coming. Oh, this is about to drop. Um, just those. That's crazy. Just those names right there. Just that long. I mean, it's not a long list, but just the list of names that already. Ta has already been working with Fash, been working with Planet, yeah. you know, been working with yep. other California artists. Hell yeah. He, he's doing his thing. He's been working long love, long time and love that dude bro also bringing doing his, his fucking thing exactly and, and bringing his bringing his the way that he envisions it yeah you know and, and then you have baker uh-huh. who creativity that is unmatched somebody that will continue to put his best foot forward mm. without having to ask i need you to get here i need you to do this no you're gonna continue to Break that mold and continue that. Yeah, I try my best to shut the fuck up and work. And then Otis, who's probably the eye of the fucking town, dude. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't even know what that album's going to sound like, but I'm excited to hear it. What are yeah. some of your favorite artists? Um, man, that, that squad right there is crazy. Like Hard hitters. Yeah. Whatever they got going on with with Dillionaire is fucking something special in the water over there. Uh, I love fucking T.A.'s album was fucking dope. I know he's already working on new shit. He he already had dropped like two projects before this one, but this one was like the the stick banger. Yes, damn. Yes. Um, I fucking love. I love Fee man. He's one of the biggest supporters. The, he's probably the biggest supporter of local hip-hop in town right i now. agree um i dropped the album and he called up a bunch of people because i i got a uh i co-own a bar and i was working behind the bar that day this fucking work don't the bills don't stop i just, <laughs> i dropped the album i had to go to work and he called a bunch of people and to have have everybody come listen while I was at work and everybody was there drinking beer, Damn. kicking it. Uh, he he did a big toast for me, uh, made me play the album on repeat, and I was like, "This is crazy, man!" It's like nobody asked him to do none of that. He spent his whole night there. Shit was amazing. Shout out to Fee. He yeah. was on the last Blaze Tops yeah, too. Sure. So, but and his albums have been fucking incredible lately. And, and I'll have to say, your performance, the last performance that you, you live performance that you did for undergrad uh, residency, mm-hmm. which you now did a uh, video for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, let me ask you about that right there. Okay. Um, how did that come about? How did, how did you want to shoot that instead of shoot your kind of only video kind of style you know without putting too much into it you know that's kind of the answer to your question um the i really love recording and making music videos that shit's fun as fuck it also um 
I'm starting to look at things more business minded and that's not a very good quote unquote investment. So it doesn't an investment supposed to make you money. Right. Um, as an independent small guy, um, the 10,000 videos I'm or 10,000 views I might get on a video that I usually get is not making me any money for right. the and you have to you have to you know obviously you want to pay the person doing the video and anybody that you need to help make the video and then you got to pay to promote the video um so to be honest with you like I didn't want to put too much into it yeah I just wanted to give people something to see um I'm going to get to where I get to making videos again but if I can if if I can like satisfy that and be able to give I like giving people shit for free like I, I just like giving it giving you the content and then every now and then i'll ask you to support me for something right but giving that to people to enjoy is way better for me than you know and this is no not way better i'm gonna say it's more important to me being able to give you that is more important to me than saving up for a fancy looking uh music video would be and, and i feel like it almost hit well with this um, underground residency. Yeah. Um, it went it went almost <coughs> right yeah. with it. The sound, yeah. the way that you presented it, the way that you recorded it. Recorded in one shot like that? Yeah. And I felt like it, it, it now sticks with the album. So like when I listen to the when I listen to the, the song, I almost see the video. You're thinking about the video. That's cool. So I, I really wanted to ask you, what was your, your, your thoughts and, and the way that you wanted to really set the example with the video? I mean, I thought it was going to be something artistically, <laughs> I mean, but, but I, mean, yeah. I understand, though. If I had, no, so to be 100% honest, if I had the option, that was important to me. I, I want to do a live video. If I could do it for each song, I'll do it for each song. Right. Um, so that was going to happen no matter what. But I was kind of trying to answer you, your question about the the music videos and shit. Anyways, um, yeah, I really wanted to do that. I saw other people do it. You know who's a huge inspiration right now is fucking the Russell. He's crazy. I mean, and he's just giving gems, gems out every day. And if you watch his moves, you'll see that he does these live performance videos from his backyard on the pergola. Yeah, and he just puts the lyrics up there, and you get to see a fucking video. That's so dope. It's so dope. It's, it's so dope. But it's stupid. Like it's not stupid, but it, it's no it's a no-brainer. Right. You know, like you just go back outside and record him rapping. But but I and felt uh, oh sorry, I, I No, I'm saying I personally I love that. So um I was trying to recreate something like that with with that. But I, I would have to <laughs> say, like, you almost did that before. You did that COVID with um Right with, with your uh, EP, with the, that EP. So the difference with that was, I recorded that in studio, and then I mouthed over the words for oh, the video. Okay, where uh, more like a music video, but it was so to be looked like it was live. Drink this one, me, <laughs> uh, this one was re literally me live. just recording. We recorded it into the mic, into the uh, studio uh, equipment. Wow. And then just synced up the words after the video. I thought it was brilliant the way that you guys did that. Dude. It's, it really hit, like I said, it goes well, uh, like almost a companion video with the album. You know yeah. what I mean? And 
honestly, you could have probably did it with the whole album, and it yeah. probably, it probably. I still, be, I still might. Yeah, I, I think that'd be cool to to do that. That's to me artistically, nobody does live shows like. I mean, you could say little desk or tiny desk or right. whatever it is or whatever, but it's different when it comes to um, trying to um, portray the, the the music. You know, you, you can you can perform, but portraying the album and trying to make it stick with the the, the album and, and the, the 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 reach that you want it to hit, mm-hmm. I think it, it goes so well with it. Um, and that's something that I thought with this one, I was like, that's a lot different from Baker. Because yeah. Baker would already have three videos up his sleeve <laughs> waiting to drop the video. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Right. So right. I was right. I was like Sometimes two two lead videos before the album even comes out. This is this is something different yeah. than I had to like again drive it. gonna say the chances that mm-hmm. you took on this. Mm-hmm. It it just keeps it it just keeps showing me the reason why I really want to support you. Thank why you. I keep wanting you to create music, create your art. Yeah. Um, honestly, this album from front to back, dude, I'd have to say, not in any order, but this this is a great album, dude. Thank you, man. And, and I'm going to continue to listen to it. Um, what are some of your favorite songs that you had, had fun had fun? Uh, I was going to ask you the same thing. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go after you, but I want to know what, what was your favorite one. Maybe to give me one that you loved, and then one maybe that you had a hard time really putting together. Um, which one? Fuck! I wish I could remember the the one that we had the most difficulty putting together was uh, going up, just because it's so part so many parts. Um, the way that the the beat. Yeah, and like the song changes halfway through. You, you, the, on the going yeah, up, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a little break, and then I go into this harmony, and the whole key changes, and the tempo changes, and everything for the second half. So to to do all that, it took a lot more than all the other songs. That right. was probably the hardest one to record. And the rap it, parts was the easiest. <laughs> the rap parts, <laughs> two of the rap parts, I got in one take, but to put the song together took uh, multiple days. Um, probably three recording days, so maybe three three hour sessions on that song. Wow! wow. And you're talking about how one take for the other song and the new over here. Same three song hours. too, yeah. But like to get it all right, yeah, yeah. That was a hard one to to get down. And then, um, like title pending was easy. That one was the first one I did. The first song I wrote to and the first song I recorded. It was supposed to be the first song on the album, but Ooh. like I said, it just didn't feel right. Yeah. And I really wanted the um Prelude to Greatness was actually I didn't have a title for it. It was like one of the later songs that I wrote for the album and I couldn't get it to fit anywhere else. So I was like, mm, maybe that's the intro. Yeah. Maybe we instead of giving them all bars, like on title pending just one straight verse maybe we just slap you over the head with like something <laughs> real dirty like yeah. something that doesn't even sound like the rest of the album kind of and that's what i thought it was like <clears throat> this is so crazy that a start like this would just erupt like like i said it took you on a roller coaster yeah so you were just waiting there waiting 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 and then all of a sudden yeah took off, dude, with, yeah with uh 
uh, underground residency. Right. And I was like that kind of like, there's like a storm sound in the background, like a, like like thunder or something. And I was like, this is kind of like that big epic type feel. Yeah. So it, it worked. So I ended up switching them. Switching them. So uh, what was maybe your uh, favorite song to record off the off the album? My favorite song to record. Uh, I was most excited to record "Drink Like Me" and "Stay," because "Stay" was the funnest. Like it was just uh, it's just a fun. Like there's some comedy in that. Yeah. And that's what I like about that your styles too is like you actually bring that out, yeah. you know. And w- with with um, stay, I'd have to say like that was one that I I felt like you really put a little bit different edgy to it. Yeah, you know, um, that, nothing really I would say lyrical when it come when it came to the whole album. I don't think very lyrical. It was more shit talking mm, to me. That was part of my goal too. Well, I was I've been really inspired by um, like some of the greats like Jay Z and Black Thought lately, and what I'm what I'm taking away from them the most now that they're older and they're so fucking sharp, is that they're able to get across like really complex ideas in spoon fed ways. All right. So like, if I could get somewhere near that, that's what I was trying to do. Like, get these crazy concepts or deep deep conversations and just make it to where you just kind of get it right and it, it, it wasn't have to be something where it was like okay i have to hear it again again or not listen like over and over but uh-huh. it was more like you listen to it and you're like oh shit that, that just went right through yeah like sometimes i felt like like there's some bars that are going over i'm there's some bars you probably gotta go back and listen to yeah that's just I can't get away from that too much, but I was trying to make it to where you got the con- the concept right away. And that that's I, to me is not I, I'm not gonna say you have to dumb down your music, mm-hmm. but these days no, but you have I, to dumb it down. Dude. This is something that I was figuring out, yeah. And it, I don't think I did, but I just had to make it. I had to explain it better. Yeah, like like when you really know, like a it's like if you're teaching somebody something, if you really know it. You can say it in a simple way. Yeah. If you don't really know it, you're gonna say it like the textbook. That's so, so real though. Yeah. Like if you really know the material. If you really know material, you can teach a kid to do it. Yeah. Whatever it is. When I was writing this, I just went with my gut a lot of times when it when it came to how I was gonna do it. So when I was writing it, I was I wrote it with the intention of yelling that that part at the beginning of stay, like He's a lot, but not a hero. That's exactly how I had it in my head. I don't know why. And then I was like, hey, in the middle, in between, I'm just going to say a bunch of stuff. But I don't really want to make it audible. Just, I'm just going to talk. And I'm going to do like four takes. And then just kind of bury it in the beat. (laughs) And then he's like, all right. Okay, if that's what you want to do, let's try it. And um, that came out exactly like it was in my head. It was a trip. Crazy, Yeah. That one, and then like underground residency, um, on the part that's like trifle the paradigm in favor of headlines. That was like, I was like, hey, dude, I don't know why I'm hearing it like this in my head, but I want to just do it like as many times as we can, and then just kind of like s- smash all the takes together. And he's like, okay, we'll try it out because he yeah. hadn't heard he hadn't heard the song. It's in my head. Right, right, <laughs> right. So he's like, okay, if that's what you want to do, so that's why you get like that part or just sounds like a bunch of different voices at yeah. the same time. Um, 
that was exactly like like I heard it. That's so crazy, dude. Yeah. I, I mean, to pinpoint those kinds of things on your sound, I, that, that's why I listen to Baker. Mm-hmm. That's why I I take my time with Baker. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the precise. It's the precise meaning of all your music, dude. I feel like, like you have that meaning to put that in there. There's a reason why I put that in there. Mm-hmm. Is because I know the artwork and stuff like that. It goes it goes well with the with the packaging. Cool. This is a great packaging right here. I'm, actually, I have the physical CD right here in my head. Baker got gave me a, a yeah. physical copy. So make sure you guys go cop this uh, yeah, BKR Underground Residency. I know you were dropped about at, at uh, Raging. Raging. Yeah, Raging Records has them on sale right now. Um, Shouts out to Roski Doski for doing the front cover. Uh, local artist, uh, one half of Hella Fresno uh, brand. Um, yeah, Roski Doski did the front art cover artwork. Um, who I, did this new? Uh, I did the back. What? what who did the new? Uh, the new logo. That's his, that's his handwriting. That's his. Yeah. That's fire, dude. Yep. That is fire. Yeah, he has a really signature fucking uh, font, kind of like hand, handwriting. His hand style is dope. So, so what made you want to go that way with the artwork? I didn't. I said, you "Just do it." Would you do a cover for me? And he's like, "Hell yeah!" He actually was gonna paint. I really, really wanted him to paint me something because he's a really good painter. Okay, uh, does a lot of cool watercolors. Um, but our schedules didn't align. He got really, really busy with an art show, a big, big art show for them, um, and so he ended up going digital and doing something. I gave him. A copy of a playthrough of the album so you couldn't skip tracks but he could listen to the album through to mm-hmm. try to inspire something um and this is what he came up with right here he's he's uh he thought that it would work better for branding which he's he's right you which, know, which looks, you looks which, good on a t-shirt which if you haven't seen the the, <laughs> the logo we edit uh for the underground residency album it's the skyline of fresno yeah um and i like the the double uh upside down upside down right side just up. because it gives you two sides of the city. I feel yep. like you get you get the good side, you get the bad side, and you know. And, and with this album, you really hear it through, and you hear what Fresno's really about. I feel like yeah. you give a good uh, representation of where you're from. Try and 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 I know you you said you, you what is Fresno sound? Yeah, and I feel like this is a Fresno sounding album where mm. you could feel the fear, but you could also feel. <laughs> The, the pride. The pride. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 100%. So, um, and this the back, key, the I keyhole. Did, yeah, I did the back uh, artwork. That's sick, dude. Um, myself. What made you go with the color instead of just the black and white in the keyhole? Uh, to show beauty. Yeah. To show darkness and beauty. I got the... I asked permission from... Vinny, TME, TME Visions. Oh, if that I could was use, his artwork? If I could use one of his drone shots. That was his work right uh, there? So, it, 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 let's do it right now. Open it up and look at the on-disc printing. All right, let's see. Uh, so, I, I took... Uh, that's an aerial shot of a drone... An aerial drone shot of downtown at night uh, from a distance. So, it looks like you're looking through a keyhole. On the disc, you see the full shot of Shout the out to Tubes. TMB uh, visions and on disc you see the oh, full shot of the city damn, uh, so it was like uh, for an, the idea was for an outsider to pe- be peeking through uh, the city and seeing it both dark and kind of 
kind of beautiful. Great, great packaging, dude. Oh, I'm going to need to sign this before you leave, by yeah, the way. Yeah, for sure. Um, shout out to TME Visions, though, too. Um, I know they've been working real hard. They've worked with you as well uh, yeah, with, other, sure. with other projects and yeah. stuff. Um, Did a lot of videos with them. And I just have to say, like, just you using all your resources, dude, just making sure that your packaging and, and the layout, everything that you got going right now for the album, it's set in stone, dude. Like, you didn't think of this that was going to be that <laughs> that way probably, but now you're, right, you're right. like tying everything together and you're, you're, finish, you're finishing up everything. And yeah. I, I just love the way that you've done it, dude, and, and, and really taking the chances on the people and also taking chances on yourself. So I mean, thank you, but they take chances on me just the same. Congratulations mm -hmm. on that, dude! And um, thank you. Um, so what? 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 What uh, is this number? Uh, number of projects now for you? Where does this it, put you? It depends if you count the Loteria series. Oh yeah, you count. You count those. Each one individually. Yeah. Well, each one that you've done, it was a month. You had a month in between. Yep. Yeah. So, so that was eight right there. Eight and then you have eight and eight months and then that I had started off with Bad Barbarian let's say, then Bartok. Oh, I forgot about. Yeah, I did forget about Bartok. Right. But yeah, 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 it's there. That one Bartok. I need the music and then eight. Lotharia uh, uh, series. Lotharia series. What is that? Eleven. Yeah, eleven. And um, you may not have noticed. I'm not all there myself. Dirty money, clean hands, and this one. Man, and that, now I I have to ask you. I know because I told you how many you know there weren't that many songs in here. So did you? Yeah. Did you maybe scrap some songs? I only stopped writing to one, and it was so fucking. It was left tight. on the table. It was tight, but it had nothing to do with Fresno. So oh, I had okay. to, I just stopped writing to it altogether. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't something that you had to really choose and pick which. Which so you just had to choose the order of what songs to pick on. The yeah, first for some reason, thankfully, or maybe I don't. I don't know. To me, it seems like a good thing. I when I write songs, they're so intentional that they stay. I don't scrap very many songs, but I scrapped the whole album. I scrapped the. You did? I scrapped the DJ Envy. I scrapped the whole thing. Oh, that, that was supposed to come out after the only song that I kept from that album was Capo. That that was the one that actually got stolen, right? That one a lot, yeah. That one w was the one we were recording when everything got stolen. So those were just rough roughs, or so a lot of those. Yep, those were all recorded, but they needed to be mixed and mastered. So okay. I have like I have the stuff that he that Pop Jensen would send me just to listen to after the recording session because I like to just have something to listen to. I hate yeah. like recording something and leaving and not being able to hear it. Right. So he would just bounce them out on the session and send them to me. And I have though I have a lot of those. Mm, I have all of those, but they sound like shit. Right. Yeah. Rough. Yeah. But I threw that whole album. So, away. Okay, so that's that's off the table yeah, now. That was like 15 joints too. Damn. Yeah, that's but that's so mean, crazy. You know, at <clears throat> at the time it would have worked. But I think now it wouldn't have aged as well. So, and that was that was gonna be last year's, or it was gonna come out in twenty twenty. Oh, okay, okay. It would have dropped like the the month everything shut down. I, I 
Honestly, I totally forgot that that shit happened. Because you were in studio with us that December before. Yeah, it was. 2019. And that's, that was when you and uh, Wix had... Yeah, we, we, had guys a sick, had that, we had a badass session that night. Yeah, I remember that We shit. were there, you were there, was Wix epic, was there. That was an epic and, night, dude. Um, uh, Deej Louise showed up that Deej night, Louise, too. Um, no, not only Deej Louise, there was... The, I, I know... I know um, Hella people came. Yeah, I think um, Knowledge was there. Knowledge showed up. Knowledge... Um, they didn't all record, but they no, showed up. No, 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 yeah, there. but it, it was one of those... One of those nights where it was like oh you guys HK were, HK on the street was there HK yeah um someone else though I think Callie there was there too no it was Callie Callie was I there think probably was there. damn he might have been there I think T, uh, TA was uh, not TA but um, shouts out to Cal uh truly artistic truly artistic shouts out to Callie man he, I just saw him he had ch- chilled with him the other day that he's been working hard too very with, very with, hard with the different with DJing yeah. yes he's so the man. that's and it's he's great to see that good dude. supporter of the town too. So let me ask you, what, what, what's your next step? What are, what are we going to do after this? Is, is it going to be another hiatus of who knows when the next art comes out? Or? Yeah. <laughs> if it was me and only me with nothing else to worry about, no other things going on, I, I love being in the studio. I would love to work on other people's shit. I would love to work on my shit. I would not leave. But that's just not the reality. So. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I might retire. <laughs> no. But at the same time, I mean, you already, like I said, that catalog I love is already it. big enough. I love know? making the music, but the rest of the stuff, I love doing these type of things where I get to go and sit down and talk with people. Um, I like performing when I have the ability and time to. Um but so much of the other shit that goes along with it is really hard to do. Like if I had a team of people to help me or something, like do some promo and fucking shoot some videos right. or whatever, all that type of stuff. Hit up, you know, the people to get your stuff on playlists and all that type. All that type of stuff I do on my own, but all that extra stuff makes it a harder. And that's the stuff that's necessary in order to get out there to to, to the world. So um, I love creating. So who knows? Right. Well, and I'm not, there's no rush. I'm not rushing you. I'm just, nah. I, I want to I, I ask because. I appreciate it because you're talking like you're an actual fan. <laughs> I am tight. a fan. I am a fan because <laughs> I've, I've seen you from not having an album to right. fi- finally having your first album. Right. And then now you found your voice. I, I think you found your voice and you found your your happy spot mm-hmm. I, I don't mean to make it sound all corny corny but it, it's that it's that place where i feel like now this is where i think baker this is where i you saw yourself mm-hmm. when you made bad barbarian yeah you know and, and then when you made i did the music it's this is when it started to blossom into that right this, this right here so yeah. you're to, probably right about that to me i, I just feel like I, I i don't feel like this is it if you were to put out a next project, maybe I would feel like that's it. Yeah. But I don't feel like this is it either. But I was just messing. I always tell people, like, I'm going to retire after this. You'll make me cry. I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> so, but, uh, so, yeah, let me, I, let me, I think let me, you're me, right. Yeah, I think you're right. Let me ask about um, just music at a whole right now. Uh-huh. You know, um, we've, we've seen a lot of great hip hop this last two years, I would say. Yeah. Um, Anything that you feel like um, people are not being aware of? Um, 
being aware of. I think the we got to change the way that well we probably can't but the age demographic of people that are listening to new music would be nice if there was a way to pitch to because like the the range of people that listen to new music are like you know mid to late teens to like maybe as old as 30 but more like 25 28 years old then after that, you kind of get set in the shit that you liked when you were a teenager, and you just listen to that, or or that or that artist from that era, or the artist from that era, yeah. Or maybe you just throw it on the pop radio station and just let it feed you whatever it's going to feed you. Um, that would be because consuming music is so different nowadays, and it's so there's it's so plentiful. There's something for everybody, and it's so accessible. Um, it'd be cool if we can get different age demographics to tap into quote unquote new music, even though what their idea of new music sounds like is probably not what well, somebody like us that we is actually it, listen to new music. Define it by age. Right, to define it by age or whatever. When there's so many new artists all across the board doing a bunch of cool shit that you might like. And um, that would be cool to see. Uh, you know, people expanding their horizons and being more in touch with their artistic side. When I never got like, just to add on to what you're saying right there with uh, you know how how you uh, present new music, mm-hmm. I I just never got how people, you know, artists could have been out ten years, but if you never listened to them before, it's that's new. new. That's yep. a new music. Yeah, songs don't get old. You see what I'm saying? Like that that right there, I think has to change. Is where like even if the album came out. 10 years ago and you haven't heard a song off that album that's new music yeah you, you wouldn't know? go to an art gallery and ask them what's that one oh the, that one's whack because it's 10 years old it's a 1984 <laughs> painting and this is the first time you see it it's trash like, come on now dude. that's not new <laughs> God. or i only like it because it's from 1984 yeah it's, it's cr- it works both ways and, and I think it's the, the the way that people are starting to put out the music at the high rate of who cares if anybody's going to listen. I'm not saying like, but like people have to have that, like you, physical copy. You yeah. did this for a purpose. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's it's a different listener. It's a there. different listen, yeah. dude, compared to a digital streaming Streams, yeah. plat- uh, platform. You know Even what with I mean? the lossless guys... The quality of a CD sound is is better if you care about that kind of thing. So did you only do CDs or did you do wax as well? I just did CDs. Wax was really far out at the time when I went ordered these. Like the the time it would take to actually get the the records back would be like eight months or something. Okay, so it takes a little so longer I, process. And that's mostly supply chain things. It usually doesn't. So hopefully I can, if, if this takes off and fingers crossed that it does, and I can always come out with, with the records as, as it grows or as the buzz grows, like when the album drops, that's when the work starts, man. Yeah. So I have to. And it's its own life as long as you give it life, right? Right. Like, so, cause like we said, the songs don't get old. They're just pieces of art. And that's what I, and that's what I get um, from most of your music i would have to say just the way that you put the touch on that physical and then also you know your videos and all, all the other kind of um promo that goes with the with the album you know yeah. i think it, in a whole you really put that a real good touch on it thank you 
just going off of uh, what people have already told you about this album, where do you feel like this one sits? Uh, you mean as uh, far as where I hold it? I think this one's top, probably, for me. This one, Dirty Money, Clean Hands, uh, and then um, I Need the Music. What do you like being about a Fresno artist? What do I like about it? Uh, we're underestimated um, to some degree because um, it keeps us hungry. Um, I like that it's not easy to get recognized, even though um, it also that's a double-edged sword. Because, you know, I often don't get recognized for the things I do. But I like that because it keeps you honest, keeps you working hard. Um, keeps you from getting out of pocket. But uh, I don't know, man. Other than that, uh, just the inspiration is cool. Um, and the vibe of working with other artists around here is tight too. What kind of message would you give to a new artist that is trying to come up in the Fresno scene? Um, I would say to do your thing, whatever that thing is. Um, just run with it and don't stop or slow down unless you feel like you should, not because of an outside idea or influence. Um, keep going and keep staying true to whatever you think you should be doing with your music and treat it as if it's art. Don't just treat it as if I'm going and recording songs and writing raps. Treat your, your shit like you're making a piece of art and just go for it 100% how you feel like you should. Um, other than that, support each other. And I think there's a lot more younger people that do support each other a lot better than we do, we did, and the people that before us do and did. You gotta support other people too. All types of shit gets in the way of that and there's lots of uh, factors there, but for younger people, maybe with the ability to just get out there and go for it, just get out there and go for it. I know when I was younger, the, the voice for hip hop wasn't there for Latino, you know right. what I mean? I wouldn't have to say for everybody, but in my eyes, I just felt like there was not somebody that looked like me or, or talked like me or right. had yeah, the same. It had a moment, like, it had a moment maybe in the early 90s with Cypress Hill and Light of Shader Brown and all them, uh, fucking Kid Frost and all them, right? But. How, that, how much time was that? They though? charted, you know, they're real. Cypress Hill, obviously, the biggest. Yeah. But then something happened within the industry, I'm sure. That we don't know about. And they shut that shit down oh, ASAP. Yeah. And it, no more fucking Mexican foods were getting on. And that's what I'm that saying. Shit. And that's what I'm saying, dude. Is like, um, seeing that we have this here in Fresno to really support. Right. So that's right. It's probably a part of, on top of, to me, him just being a, an amazing MC, but by big puns, my favorite rapper of all time, because he kind of looked like. Somebody that we would have grown up with. My uncle. And dude's he's just fucking serving everybody. Nobody wanted a piece of of uh Big Pump. They still don't they, they, were, they were afraid still to make features with Big Pump. He still won't get the credit. Now to this day, if you weren't already in in that time period, he's not getting the credit that he deserves to this day. And his music still 
resonates to this day too. People yeah. still talk about how great of an MC he is, right. dude. And to me, I would say this: Latinos get the bad rap, but I feel like as a whole, culturally, we're a big part of hip hop, dude. We're 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 a big part of hip hop. We're supporting. We're we're a, a, a quarter of the of the of the market where people come to us to help them with the support. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're a huge, huge population here in California, and I feel like it's underappreciated um, when it comes to the music. And now I have something that I can listen to and and really show people. Hey, look at these are people that look just like me when I was. 15, 16, this is what I wanted to do, but mm-hmm. there was no one there looking like me to do that. <laughs> right. So this time in Fresno, hip-hop right now, I feel like for the people that are listening, the kids that are listening, they need to t- they need to see you guys and, and pay that homage mm-hmm. and say, man, these guys are doing it, dude. Like, Baker with his catalog, Fee with the... the, the um, just his music and also his branding. Yeah. Um, and Wix, the way that he's been doing it for, I don't know, Monster. 12 years now, 13 years now. Monster. Um, yeah. Just that, just that type, that, that, that type of uh, art, 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 artisan, I would have to say, like, yeah. it's not found anywhere else, dude. You can't go to LA and find, I mean, you could, but yeah, in, in the realm of, Having different types of art as well, because right. you guys are all different when it comes to yeah, I get, I get what you're how, how you yeah, how you'll you guys... find this this archetype everywhere, but this sound and the way we look and the way we do it is is similar and and here yeah yeah and that's why I like that's what I like to to really I don't know I I get lost in it because I overthink it of that mm-hmm. you know because um, sometimes you just don't believe in something that you can't see yourself so like seeing mm. some when you can't see someone that looks like you or talks like you you can't really think oh man that could be me mm-hmm. you know and, yeah and seeing, it's just something that you admire exactly yeah but so you don't aspire to it. you don't aspire to be right. but i see that with you guys here doing that i think for the next generation of hip-hop here fresno has a big big backbone for it now yeah it's not uh, it's not something that's cliche where it's like oh you know you're a latino rap no i'm a rapper now you're a rapper right yep that's that's damn where do you start yeah like take the qualifiers off that's my biggest goal if i if i continue on this with on this journey doing making this type of music my biggest goal is to people to take off you're my favorite local rapper because I don't want a qualifier. That's big, though. I just want you to say. That's hunger. Just say it. Say the truth. You know, if you if I'm if you think I'm there, then when that day comes, I want you to take the fucking take the thing off. And with this one, bro, underground residency is gonna hit, bro. I know you've only it's only been out for. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, four days now? I think so, yeah. Still fresh. Still fresh, still active. Yeah. Um, let them know what, which songs you want them to, to listen to. 
Hey, I'm hoping that the summertime jam is going up. I hope that that one goes off for the summertime. To me, that that feels so fucking California that it hurts. It's, it, it feels uh, Kings Canyon or or Car Show, you know? I'm not, I'm not saying just because you're Latino, but... That's what it is. It's like, that's Fresno. That's culture right there. That's Fresno culture that's right there. what it is. That's what it is. And I try to paint the picture of what it feels like or what I felt like when I was younger growing up here and what I feel like it probably feels to somebody that age now growing up here. Um, that fucking... I was hoping that everybody liked Drink Like Me and it seems like they do. So I was pretty happy about that. <laughs> I was like, either people are not going to get the tongue-in-cheek hook. You're right. Because I wasn't trying to sing it very well, and I know that the original song was saying hella good. I was trying to do a parody of it, and I was trying to spit some bars and make it a fun song, and I think people get it. So I'm happy. I think that one's going to go off. Um, I like that line that you said in that one. You said, uh, you said, um, I don't fuck with anybody else but my family tree or something like that. Family tree and a couple of folks. That shit goes right there, dude. <laughs> that shit goes. And give me a, a fucking to smoke. <laughs> Telling you, that one right there, that got me going, bro. Yeah. That yeah. one got me going. Tight. So. And then, like, I think the writing on um, Van Gogh and Affirmations is, um, I don't, haven't heard very many people do that. I feel like I could teach. I wish like somebody broke down some of my lyrics like they do on the on the on, on, the, on Vox and shit genius. on YouTube and Genius. Yeah, because some sometimes I'm like, man, you're to, sometimes you're above me. Like I have to go in and I have to sometimes go in and yeah, you the Google shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you're intricate with your words, man. That that's something that I'm very purposeful too. So I'm hoping that people sit with. I always hope people sit with it and just try to like take it all in. Guess what I'm gonna do? Once you leave, I'm gonna have to put on affirmations, bro. I'm sorry. That that and I'm not gonna say that's what I skip over, but that's one I wasn't really paying too much attention to. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not saying that as as uh as I didn't like the song, but I that's one that I was still taking my time like i said yeah each listen i i i, I kind of get my new favorite song like dope so th this is still a new process for baker he came out with the new underground residency album which everybody should go stream cop it at raging records cop it on Bandcamp as well please um the support goes a long way with any way you listen but yep honestly purchase that album Make sure you go check out his Instagram and his Facebook. Can you yep. let him know where to where to find you? Yeah, BKR underscore raps. BKR underscore R-A-P-S. Uh, on both, I believe. Uh, if you just type Baker Raps in either of the search bars, it should pop up. Uh, and you yeah. got and you got shirts for I have some shirts available too. I had the black tees. And then as we move to warmer weather, I'm gonna do some white tees with black black writing on them nice so Just keep it classic we got we got a long summer for baker here hopefully we get him live soon maybe not right. on the podcast tonight but <laughs> definitely i'm gonna i'm gonna keep asking him when that next uh performance is gonna be all right um so before we close out now yeah tell them exactly what you want them to do 
give them give them give them uh, an exercise to to uh, support local music mm. and how you would really want people to support local music when you see the easiest fucking thing is when you see somebody that you know share something on social media go investigate it a little bit the way you would if you saw like a new pair of shoes pop up that somebody shared or a new restaurant that somebody shared um just entertain the idea because whether you're privy to it or not there is dope shit going on out here that you might be interested in and you'll never know and it's right there at your fingertips right literally literally instantly mm-hmm. yeah yeah so um before we like before we end um is there anything that you want to mention anything that you have on your mind that you want to get off maybe or anything any anything at all any uh last um no, I mean, I just appreciate the support. Thanks for having me on here, dude. Um, Anytime. And this is also the second time you're on the, on the podcast. So technically. Technically this second, is the first time but we this is the sit down. Sit down right here. And honestly, it's always a great time talking to you, man. And Likewise. I, I, I don't ever want to put a timing on it, but I know it is late. You had, you had, <laughs> is it? No, but yes. <laughs> but to me, is you know, um, knowing that you were coming tonight, I was like, okay. I have to be ready. I have to get everything ready. But at the same time, I feel like nothing that I wanted to say was ever said. <laughs> yeah, we could just talk. You know, that, that's how it goes. Like, we, we usually we're, I'm at the bar talking to Baker's ears about music, whatever, mm-hmm. about his album. Mm-hmm. Luckily, he came to me this time. <laughs> so I can yeah. talk, talk his ear off about his new album, which you guys make sure you guys go check out Underground Residency. Please. And continue to support Baker. Um, you can find him at Spoke Easy, that's of right. course. Okay. That, that's his uh <laughs> that's his bar and my bar of choice as well. Yeah. Um look out you, for your uh, new title pending shit and anything, uh, any new any new uh um, not yet. Not mean okay. you know, not anything I can talk about yet. But yeah. Because you guys had your, your uh drop what last year or uh was it no, it was just a couple months ago. Or no, early, when early. was it? It was early, year, right? right? Yeah, first yeah, of yeah. the year. So I, I would say remember. I'll say last no, year. No, maybe it was last year. Son of a bitch. Time flies. It does. Now I had to talk about uh, the title pending uh, your your uh, clothing brand. Yeah. How did you guys do uh, with your last um, drop, the, the last module that you dropped for the for the brand? Crazy. It was it was really fucking dope. We did we did really well with the whole thing. Um, we. Try, we, you know, we worked our ass off to do some cool products, um, to do a cool concept, to do a cool like uh, release thing, uh, party for it, and we did it. And um, yeah, that really was motivating to keep going. So like we did um, kind of a coffee theme if for people that that don't know. Uh, we did a coffee theme. We did like uh, some barista aprons, a t-shirt, a couple of hats. Um, and then we did a pop-up at a place that's normally like a theater space. But they have like a front lobby area where where there's usually couches and uh, furniture. And there's like a little bar area. Um, we cleared that all out. <clears throat> brought in our own tables and, and our own decor. 
and turn the whole room into a retail space and then turn that bar into uh we had a Valparaiso coffee roasters which I mentioned on the on the album uh I had them uh come in and and turn it into a coffee bar slash retail store so it was an entire fucking boutique for one day. That's crazy. No, you guys did two days, didn't you? We did one. It was the intention <clears throat> was for to for it to be one day. We had a little bit of product left over, oh, and okay. the art hop artist bailed there oh, okay. that Thursday. So it was that Sunday. The following Thursday, they didn't have an art hop artist and asked if we would just come back. And we were like, yeah, well, we have a little bit left. We won't have to put it on the website if we can get people to come through right. and, and check it out on Thursday. So that's how we ended up doing that. It was supposed to be just one day, though, um, and, then, and then go up on the website. So you guys did a whole coffee like <clears throat> module like you guys did? Yeah, the concept. So the idea behind the whole brand is for, it's called Title Pending. And the idea is that as we grow with our inspirations and what we take in, we'll continue to to grow and create different things with this brand. So it's starting off as clothing because that's what we like to do right now, but it might not even be. Right. It might turn into whatever the hell we want it to. Creative um, space or whatever. Creative, yeah. to be creative with and to make, we really, the, the aim is to just make dope shit for people. That's sick, dude. Um, and for us to be able to do it as creatively as possible. Well, congratulations <laughs> on that too, dude. That's, that's big, man. I mean, a, tough to get into i think the fashion you yeah know, and we're not really trying to make a buck off of it so really it was just can we do it can we do cool shit and make an impact and that was the only that was it so you, your business partner is jordan right yeah jordan williams <clears throat> he's done a lot of my artwork before Helped a lot with the branding. He did my monogram. The monogram. The Bad Barbarian oh, the, cover. Uh, the elephant. The, uh, you may have noticed the fucking Cheshire elephant. The, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. pink, the pink and uh, purple elephant. The circle. Yep. yep. That was from Cheshire Cat. Alice in Wonderland. So he has a good eye on, on the... He's got a good eye. And we're, we align a lot on what we think looks cool. Um, the products that we make, he usually lets me develop but his eye for branding and artwork is dope and you guys i, I remember you guys did a certain t-shirt where you guys had to dye yeah so we died to pull everything together the whole thing was about awaken through artistry which is um the way the way that coffee kind of wakes up your mind and your body that um we should look to art to do that for for our spirit so yeah, so Waking Through Artistry was the idea. That was the concept. So that was the tie-in with the coffee. The t-shirts, uh, we dyed ourselves. He, he actually did it all himself uh, in coffee. So we took a white tea and we dyed it. I didn't know we could dye with coffee. It's, it takes a while, you know. It takes a couple of passes. Um, but yeah, it gives you this really cool, like, uh, cream color washed out uh, kind of tan color shirt. And uh, that's what we used for that. And we did, oh, we did a sweater too, embroidered sweater. Well, next time you guys get your next series going for your drop, I want you guys to, I want you guys to come back on the podcast and talk about yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we'll get Jordan back on here too, or not back on here, but we'll yeah. get Jordan on the podcast too. And then you guys can talk about that a little bit more. Because I want to hear a little bit more about 
uh, what you guys go, got going on with title pending. Yeah. Um, that's a big, I think that's a big thing here for Fresno as well. I mean, seeing that there's a lot of boutiques now opening up yeah, in, in, in the local scene, you know? So many good fashion brands opening here. And they're, they're you know, they're not just putting their logo on a regular ass t-shirt and trying to call call it a day they're really thinking about the way things look mm -hmm. and and their branding is on point and it's fucking cool to see well i'm glad dude you, you're making moves uh not only in the music realm uh not only in the business realm i know you're an entrepreneur as well you know uh you're pushing your brand bkr uh pushing the spoke easy brand right and then also uh trying to put this title pending in, in motion as well. Just yeah. I just got to congratulate you, dude, on, on you. everything that you have going on for yourself. Um, and just being the family man you are, too, just knowing how close you are to your family yeah. and how hard it is uh, it has to be to be doing all those things <laughs> and be a, a good man and a good husband. You know, and, yeah. it's, a, right it's, a hard, it's a hard feat to do. And, you know, seeing you... You're a big inf uh, influence on me, and, and I hope we, we can continue this uh, bond together Hell yeah. and continue to grow together as well because seeing how long you've been doing your thing, I mean, I've, been, I've, been, doing it the I've same. been doing it about the same yeah. four years now. How long for you since um, uh, ba Bad Barbarian has came out? Bar Bad Barbarian came out in the December of 17. So what... Five years. Five, five yeah. years, man. I mean, look at how far we both are, have, have came and... Dude, we, we just can't forget about where th those people that we've that been there for from day one from the jump, dude. Because yep. sometimes it, it, it takes you to remember those times uh, to keep going and moving forward. Yeah. So I, I just want to continue uh, to support you. I want to continue to just wish all the success for you and your brands and and your company. Thank you. Um, any way I can help you. Let me know. Let let me know any way that the blaze can help you. Um, oh, this is I'm, huge. I'm just glad yeah. that I'm just glad that you were able to be able to sit down face to face and yeah. not you know talk over a, a phone or whatnot. <laughs> Even though that was a good conversation last time, but it's a little different when we're here in front of each other. Yep. So thank you for your time, man. I, I want to just uh, welcome you back next time as well. Uh, let's do it. Thanks, man. All right, man.